0: such as trekking diving camping driving cruising and just plain chilling out somewhere we talk about lots of experiences in places all over the world including the grand the remote the edgy the risque and ones of questionable merit education fulfillment and wonder enrich our lives and of all the books in the world the best stories are found between the pages of a passport stay tuned Hi, everybody. Malcolm Teasdale here, The Travel Addict. As per my previous podcast, which was about Norway, um, I did want to follow up a little bit more because I did a talk on the cruise ship about the Nordics in general. The title of that presentation was The Nordics' Happiest Places on Earth. Now, this presentation generated a lot of, I would say, um, questions. (laughs) So, I thought, you know, I'll uh, talk about this right now and uh, you can make your own opinions. Now, the Nordics consist of various countries Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Greenland, Faroe Islands, and the Aland Islands. Now, Greenland and Faroe Islands are actually classed as autonomous countries of Denmark. The Aland Islands is a territory of Finland. So, let's give you an idea. When I say autonomous territories, they could be municipalities. It means they're self-governing to a degree. Now, the flags of these countries are all pretty similar because they have the cross on the flag representing Christianity. Apart from Greenland, it's just basically red and white. It's got a big circle in it. it. Check it out. Just to define that, the red represents its association with Denmark. Sort of makes sense. But the ball in the middle represents an iceberg with a white sort of underneath the halfway point. Quite strange, actually. So we should uh, take a look at some useful information about the Nordics. So uh, let's give it a go, shall we? And uh, we'll start uh, right now. So uh, here are some basic facts. The Nordics um, consist of a fairly large area, about 1.3 million square miles. Population of about 27 million. It's mainly Christian. Lutheran is about 70% of, of the Christian population there. Most populated country is Sweden. That's about 10 million people. And the most populated city is Stockholm, about 1.3. The currencies, well, there's different. Finland and the Islands Islas uh, use the euro. The rest of the countries use the krona or crony, It's different spelling, but they're not interchangeable, basically, have different exchange rates. Languages in the region are sort of interesting because there's 14, including what we call the Sami dialects. Sami dialects come from an area northern part of Scandinavia called the Sapmi region, S-A-P-M-I. Now, this includes an area which we historically knew as Lapland, which is northern part of Finland. But there's a whole area up there called the Sapni region, and in that area, there are all these dialects. Now, because you understand one dialect, it doesn't mean you understand another. All right? Now, a lot of these uh, dialects are spoken in Norway, uh, Sweden, and Finland, and also a little bit of northern Russia, which borders those countries, interestingly enough. So get to the point here. So we need to look at really the statistics or what we call world indexes of why I'm saying to you that the Nordics are the happiest places on the planet. Now, I don't say that, you know, lightheartedly because there are a number of reasons. So let's take a look at these things. Now, these world rankings, is just not my opinion. They come from various places. You can check these out on Wikipedia, but reference materials like World Atlas, Business Insider, Nombeo, Transparency International, The Mysterious World, World Population Review, The Good Country Index, Global Finance Magazine, World Economic Forum, Bloomberg, Forbes, World Health Organization, and there's one called Go Visa Free. These are extensive studies to look at this stuff. So let's take a look at the first one, which We want to know about because it's the title of this presentation, The World's Happiest Countries for 2023. Now, this was a study performed by the United Nations. So what are the factors here? Well, for a country to be happy, it needs strong social support, the trust of government, makes sense, freedom of living, the generosity of the people who live there, and a healthy lifestyle. So if you look at, say, the top six, let's just take a look at the top six, for example. In sixth place is Norway. Fifth is the Netherlands. Fourth is Iceland. Third is Switzerland. Second is Denmark. And number one place for the third year in a row is the country of Finland. Now, Sweden comes up as a close seventh. So, the thought I'd mention that. Well, there's other indexes which can lead to happiness and all things that are good for us to be able to enjoy life. Then there's quality of life index. This is a study by the organization called Numbeo. The factors include life expectancy, infant mortality, basic literacy is the society that they live in sustainable Very important. Low pollution and cost of living. Well, that sort of makes sense. So quality of life contains all those factors. Now in sixth place is Iceland. Fifth is Finland. Fourth place is Luxembourg. Third place is Switzerland and Denmark. And the number one is a place we probably wouldn't expect, and it's the Netherlands. Yeah. Now on the way back, I stopped over in Amsterdam for a few days, and this is just a society that just ticks along, everyone's happy, yeah, there's tons of cyclists, people walking around and trouts. people enjoy life there, and it's sort of chaos to a degree, but it's sort of a decent area, and they come out on quality of life, because basically, people like living there. Outside of the top six, Norway, which is part of the Nordics, comes in at number 10. And Sweden comes in at number 14. So there's also a study called the Standard of Living. And this was conducted by what we call the Social Progress Index. It looks at basic human needs, are they fulfilled? The foundations of well-being. Is a country set up to have a life that sort of takes care of its citizens? and opportunity. Yeah, it's got to have a land of opportunity. People need to go to work, whatever, and succeed, basically. So the top six are as follows. Sweden comes in at six. Iceland comes in at five. Switzerland, four. Finland, three. Denmark, two. And the number one is Norway. How about that? So Norway's in the picture as well. One of the, the uh, biggest studies is the progress in human development. This is otherwise called the Human Development Index. It's a study by the United Nations. This comes out yearly. And I think these stats are 2023, if not they're late 2022. There's three main factors here. Yeah, Human Development Index. Long and healthy life. Can the people have a long and healthy life knowledge. This is critical Do the people have the knowledge to create this long and healthy life and do the right things. And a decent standard of living. Right? Everyone wants that. All countries want and should have a decent standard of living for their citizens. Sixth place is Sweden. Fifth is Denmark. Comes in number four is Australia. Iceland three. Norway, two. And number one is Switzerland. Interestingly enough, Finland comes in at number 11. But as you can see so far, these studies are, you know, important studies. And as you can see already, Scandinavian countries are heavily involved in these studies, which, you know, is a good thing. Now, here's one that stirred a lot of interest when I presented this on the cruise ship, but it's called the Global Peace Index. Basically, a look at, well, what are the safest countries on the planet? And we obviously know by now which are not the safest countries on the planet. You know, you talk about Afghanistan and the country of Sudan, which have been on the news lately. Well, the Global Peace Index looks at certain factors. There's six of them altogether. It looks at number of internal conflicts the relationship of that country with other countries, in international relations, basically. Political stability or instability, all right? So, politically, is it stable? Homicides per 100,000 people. The level of violent crime. And also, the impact of terrorism. Now, these make absolute sense to me, the ones we've looked at here. All these categories... And these make up what we call the Global Peace Index, which really indirectly, says, "Well, these are the, you know, safest countries in the world." In sixth place, is a country that hasn't cropped up before, but we know about it, is Portugal. Now, a lot of people go to Portugal to live, expats, And whether it's Lisbon or Porto or in the south in the Algar, it's a desirable place to live. So Portugal comes in at number six. Fifth place is Austria. I have been to Austria for many, many years, and obviously I felt safe there. Denmark comes in at four. Ireland comes in at three. This is Ireland, not Northern Ireland. That's probably safe as well, Northern Ireland. Second place is New Zealand, and the number one or the safest country in the world is Iceland. Whether it's anything to do with the weather, it's cold up there, we just don't know. Scandinavian countries are there, thereabouts. Finland comes in at fourteen. Uh, Norway comes in at uh, number seventeen, and Sweden comes in at number twenty-six. It's had a couple of issues lately. Now, when I did this presentation, a couple of people asked me, "So, where does the United States fit in this index as the safest country in the world?" Well, here it is. They come in at one hundred twenty-ninth. One, two, nine. Hey, yep. And uh, we may possibly know the reason why for that, if you look at those categories, which I previously mentioned, all right? So there you have it. So that is the Global Peace Index, a reflection on the safest countries in the world. Now, the best countries to live, these are called the expat ratings. recently published in the US News. And some of the factors that we look at here, is this country affordable? Is it family-friendly, which is important. If people are going to move up into a country or move over to a country, is it friendly for the family to raise a family and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Do they have a well-developed education system? Important. And a well-developed health care system. Is it politically stable and income equality, which is important? Okay. No huge disparity between rich and poor is important. So, the best countries to live in the world, according to these expat ratings, sixth place is Finland, fifth place is Iceland, Switzerland comes in at number four, Canada comes in at three, Denmark comes in at number two, and Sweden comes in at number one. So, if you've never been to Sweden, take a trip there, go to Stockholm, and it's a nice place to visit. Just go to the old town there. I could talk more about the old town there, Gamla Stan in uh, Stockholm, some place. Now, democracy. Democracy index. And uh, you can find this on Wikipedia as well. So there's a method behind this to define what countries have the best democracy. So a lot of it is to do with government. So is there a good and stable electoral process? Civil liberties are important. Functioning of government. Does it function day to day without conflict, arguments, people or the, the citizens complaining all the time? So functioning of government is one thing. Political participation. And that means to participate with the citizens in a more social and knowledgeable way. Now, in sixth place, Denmark. For, uh, fifth place is Finland. Sweden comes in fourth. Iceland comes in three. New Zealand second. And the biggest democracy is Norway. How about that? Now, with political culture, which is a factor here, it depends on three other factors. The attitude of the government, the beliefs of the government, of their people, and themselves, and sentiments. Those are three factors. So, you know, political culture is big, political participation, functioning of government, civil liberties, and the electoral process, right? It's fair and it's just. Now, freedom. Freedom, many countries tout we have more freedom than anyone else in the world, but what does freedom depend on? Well, this, again, is a survey by an association called the World Population Review. I think it's a yearly thing they come out with. So the methodology used is basically the rule of law and safety of the citizens, religious freedom, freedom to trade internationally, the legal system and the right to own property, property rights, yeah, and expression of information. So people can sort of express their views without a problem. Another way of putting it, what also defines freedom? Well, it's personal freedom, human freedom, and economic freedom, if you want to summarize it to three categories. Coming in at number six is Canada. Number five, Ireland. Number four, new member, is Estonia. Great place to visit, by the way. Number three is Denmark. New Zealand comes in at number two. And the country with the most freedom is Uh, Switzerland, how about that? Finland comes close to number seven and uh, Sweden not far behind in the number nine position. So as we continue through this, you see that Scandinavian countries are making appearance regularly uh, throughout these surveys. Pollution index, important. What makes up the pollution index? Well, this one can get complicated, but we're looking at air pollution and water pollution. It also looks at the country, what they do to sort of control that. There's a lot more complexity to this. And there's, you know, I looked at the algorithms. It comes down to drinking water, garbage disposal, being clean and tidy. Is there noise pollution? There's lots of other factors, okay? The Pollution Index, top six, Switzerland comes in at six. Sweden comes in at five. Estonia, four. Um, Then Norway at three. Iceland 2, and Finland number 1. Now, funny enough, having docked you know, on a cruise ship before in Helsinki, I took a ride out into the uh, the countryside on my way to a village called Porvoo The countryside is pristine. Yes, they do definitely look after their landscape there. It's absolutely beautiful. It's pristine. You know, Helsinki is sort of spotless anyway. So, That's what we look at as far as pollution. Who's best at controlling it? Denmark comes in at number seven, so it's really close behind. Now, there is a a category called the, the Good Country Index. And this is an association called the Good Country. It looks at their global contribution, what they do as countries. So, and this is fact, they should embrace science and technology for sure. Embrace science and technology To be a good country, or learn how to keep it pollution-free, and learn out what other technologies they need to make, you know, the world a clean and livable place. The culture they got to have the culture to think this way. We need to keep our place great, a good country, free of pollution and international peace and security. In other words, they're a peace-loving country. They don't get into conflicts. You know, they want to live their life in a nice way, create this great standard of living. World order. Yeah, world order. They'll do their part to keep the world order. Sometimes they can't take part, but where they're able to, whether it's via the United Nations or European Union or NATO, they'll do the part to keep world order, which is good. Planet and climate. Yes, I know there's people out there who don't believe in climate change. Well, you have to say it's a fact. Yep, climate change is real, folks. I've seen it in a number of places on the planet myself, whether it be the Great Barrier Reef, not the place it used to be, the Borneo rainforest, some of the island's diving spots in the world are not as good as they used to be, includes a bit of the Caribbean also. There's lots of examples of this due to climate change. Okay, that's another story. So Good Country Index also includes prosperity and equality okay so in other words people have enough money to live pretty well that's the population in general you know uh, does it come in they count the count number of homeless people I don't know but equality also equality means there's not a huge disparity between the very rich and the very poor and health and well-being does a country live a healthy lifestyle and are able to really take care of itself so, good country index. Let's have a look. Canada comes in at six. Finland, five. Netherlands, four. Germany, number three. Uh, Denmark, number two. And number one is Sweden. So those are the top six. Uh, Norway comes in 11. And Iceland, number 20, which is low for them. Now, here's a neat one. The least corrupt countries And this is a a survey done by Transparency International. So how do we measure this? Corruption perceptions. It's easy, actually. Dishonest or fraudulent behavior by someone in power. Not that we've ever seen that in the world, have we? Also, increasing one's own wealth and power at the expense of helping others or instead of helping others. So dishonest and fraudulent behavior by someone in power and a person saying, I just need to get wealthy, screw everyone else, you know? So uh, those are some of the factors. Sweden comes in at six. Singapore comes in at five. No surprise there, by the way. Norway, four. Uh, New Zealand, three. Finland, two. And number one is Denmark. Uh, Iceland comes in at number uh, seven, by the way. So, here's an interesting one. We talked about the Nordics, okay? So, what are factors pertaining to, you know, the world's coldest countries? Well, nothing really. It's just damn cold, (laughs) okay? Well, the world's coldest countries are, yeah, the Scandinavian countries are going to get in the top six here. Finland's number six. Fifth place is Kyrgyzstan. You know where that is, sort of close to Russia. Uh, Then we have Norway, four. Third place is Mongolia. Well, because of the vastness of the the country, a lot of us in the Northern Hemisphere, of course. Though I've been in Mongolia during the summer months, wonderful. Russia is two, and Canada, number one, because of the vast landscape, basically. And uh, Iceland, number seven, Denmark, twenty-four. Sweden, number nine. So, these are some interesting factors. So, I could go on and on and on, but when I first started out today, I mentioned about these global indexes, world indexes, comprehensive studies by these organizations, some by the United Nations. Remember, there's 193 nations in the the United Nations, by the way. These are extensive studies. Okay, So, should we believe them? Well, yes, sort of. I mean, uh, you know, they have the facts here. But all in all, what I mean to say is the Nordics, or the countries in like Scandinavia, plus Iceland and Greenland, plus the other islands I mentioned earlier, yeah, they live a good standard of living. I've been to all of the Scandinavian countries Denmark, Finland, uh, Norway, and uh, Sweden. I've been to all of the countries. I've seen the way they conduct themselves. I've seen their standard of living, and it's good. And they are health conscious. You go to these, I was in Oslo recently. Yeah, people are out cycling, and it's clean air, and it's a good standard of living. And you go off into the fields and see these beautiful villages here. And uh, yeah, people are into a healthy lifestyle. Probably they will live longer than the average human being from other countries. But anyway... Thought you'd like to know that, folks, that uh, the title of this presentation was The Nordics Happiest Places on Earth. And uh, just give me some numbers and facts and figures to think about it there. And it makes you wonder, probably you might want to check these uh, indexes out yourself and find where your own country exists in the list. You may be surprised. Gotta go, folks. Anyway, have a good day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, malcolmjteasdale.com for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe.